Hello, everybody, and welcome to the ninth episode of Renewed Talk, and it's Elaine McGavra here on the mic. Um, I just wanted to take a moment to do something a little different, um, being that this episode topic is friends, those attracted to it, to us. I wanted to dedicate this episode to Mr. Lionel T. Weaver, a great friend of mine. Um, we did not know each other all of our lives, but within the time span of which we knew each other, there was a g- great impact, and we knew that we were able to minister to each other and deposit something into each other. And so some people wonder, like, why I do Renew Talk or may wonder what is the purpose of it. But the purpose of it is to grow strength, um, to bring wisdom, to help people out in their everyday situations. It's not just for the believer, but it's for even the unbeliever, even the more, to get to know the fact that God is able to help you in whatever life situation you have. And so living in today's time and knowing, I know I was able to learn and to grow and to really have an impact um, in his life as well as he was able to do in mine. So I'm dedicating this episode to Mr. Lionel Weaver because he was a friend. One of the ones I was attracted to and one of the ones that was attracted to me. And we helped each other through life through the word of God as well. So, as you all know, we talk, we kiki, ha ha, we do all that over new talk. So enjoy this episode. It's a little late. It's definitely for the month of March. And here we are already in April. But I want you to listen to enjoy it. Take what you can from it. Check out the brand of this month for the month for the month of March. And also, um, enjoy what you have to learn and what you hear. And, of course, great music coming. I got Brittany Wright coming at you with Still Love You. All right. I love y'all out there. Just know that I love everybody who takes the time to listen and support. And I'll never say thank you enough. And I definitely take it to heart due to the fact that one of my greatest pushers and supporters of A New Talk is no longer with me here on earth. But I know I'll see him again. Because they can't crown him until I get there. All right, y'all. It's Elaine Janelle. Stay put right here at Renew Talk. There are so many things you'll understand when you really get to know me. Come on, get to know me. You'll see that I knew you in before. You began. I knew the struggles in your journey. I know that you're still learning to love me unconditionally.
is my priority And with me is where you're meant to be Welcome to the ninth episode of Renew Talk. It is the month of March in the year 2016. And I'm sitting here, of course, with my good friend, Miss Kelly Pritchett. I am very happy to be here. 
<laughs> We're happy to have you. Uh, and of course, again, on this episode, we're talking about friendship, those attracted to you. And like I have always done, um, I want to thank everyone that has been listening, that has uh, been participating, spreading the word, telling others about Renewed Talk, um, helping me be, you know, my hands and feet. I just appreciate everyone out there who's really has helped new Talk grow and become what it is, what it has become thus far, and what it's going to become even more in the future. So I just wanted to send my thank yous because I always like to appreciate everyone who helps. Y'all the real MVPs. For real, for real. And y'all know who y'all are. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And we know I... who you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> we know who ain't listening. <laughs> and... To my friends who are listening to for the first time, welcome. Come join us. I'm going to start off with our scripture um, related to friendship on this episode. I I pulled up another scripture. Usually I keep one scripture for every two episodes. But I pulled up another one that was very relatable to friendship. And it's coming from 1 Samuel 18. And this is the message version Bible. So it's going to be a little bit different. And it said the first verse through the fourth verse. It says, by the time David had finished reporting to Saul, Jonathan was deeply impressed with David, and immediate bond was forged between them. He became totally committed to David. From that point on, he would be David's number one advocate and friend. Saul received David into his own household that day, no more to return to the home of his father. Jonathan, out of his deep love for David, made a covenant with him. He formalized it with solemn gifts, his own royal robe and weapons, armor, sword, bow, bow, <laughs> and belt. <laughs> bow, not bow. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but in all seriousness for just a moment, with this scripture, not to make the scripture unusual, because I know for some people this scripture may be very unusual, but the scripture just simply says that David and Jonathan became friends right around the same time that there was a whole bunch of hype about David. And um, Jonathan was, he, he liked David. He liked, liked him as a friend. And because our topic is about being attracted to people, he was attracted to him as a friend. Okay? Let's not take any Bible out of context. Okay? Let's not. He was attracted to him as a friend, and he created, the bond was so strong, they created the covenant, and that means that the covenant meant that they would look out for each other, and it also meant it was unto God, about them keeping each other's backs, and if you read more in 1 Samuel 19, you really get to see how they kept each other's back, in spite of Saul, which is, of course, Jonathan's father, wanting to kill David. You know, sounds like a soap opera. So, did the whole, that whole book... <laughs> You could write a soap opera, off of, but I digress. <laughs> so that's really true, for real. So the reason why I chose the scripture, of course, is just to show that even while things are going on that could be um, negative or crazy things are happening in your life, um, David was coming into his own in, in the kingdom, um, and he was being recognized with more people just for slowing Goliath. It became a whole ordeal. Saul was becoming jealous. and But in the midst of all that chaos happening, God kind of gave him a comfort in his friendship. So that's why I wanted to share that 
on this evening. And of course, we're going to continue to talk about friendship. We have two great guests by the names of Brennan H. Pritchett <laughs> and Darrell A. Hayes. Putting a whole government out there. <laughs> Um, we decided that we wanted to do an episode with some of our closest friends. And this is kind of what has become of that. And uh, just to show that there was nothing in between it, uh, Kelly's close friend is her brother. Yep. It just shows that siblings can be close friends. Of course, that's all based upon personality and what you have and what you see in your friendship. Uh, so I encourage you all to stay listening. Uh, before we go to our next song go to new music we have just a few announcements first of all we always know we have our future brand so my good friend kelly is coming with our future brand of the month of march and then i have a special announcement after that all right what's up everybody uh the feature brand for march 2016 is the life planner llc his purpose is to effectively educate minorities about money management with emphasis on investing saving biking maintaining credit home purchasing small and small business creation excuse me uh he believes in multiple streams of documented and residual incomes uh it was founded in november 2015 by joseph mackie that's mackie m-a-c-k-i-e he's a certified tax preparer licensed brokerage and insurance representative um his goal is to acquire uh his cfp which is certified financial planning or planner designation into the next two years and open a full service boutique financial firm catering to the needs of minority investors um currently his products are servicing clients with small business and personal tax tax returns specializing in small business development small businesses reading readiness excuse me document preparations consulting and branding so for the Life Planner LLC, hit up David. David, who's David? <laughs> I told you that was gonna happen. I told you that was gonna happen. Aren't you glad? I'm sorry. Hit up Joseph Mackey. That's M A. <laughs> Joseph Mackey. That's M A C K I E. Hit up Joseph Mackey for financial planning. <laughs> told you that was gonna happen. Oh gosh. We didn't even get in this thing ten minutes. I told I told Elaine Janelle that this was going to happen. It was not on purpose, Joseph. It really wasn't. It's because I sit here and talked about Jonathan and David, and it's literally <laughs> subconsciously she mentions David. But it's literally because we just so y'all. That's scriptures. Joseph Mackey, not David Mackey. I don't know if he got a cousin named David, but ain't him. <laughs> it's Joseph, the other the other person in the Bible. Not David. <laughs> it's not David. Joseph. 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 <laughs> and you can find Joseph Matthew right on Facebook. He's a good friend of mine. And I know he's he's able and well capable of helping you make some good financial decisions in your life. So that is the life Can't planner. go wrong with financial planning. Right. It, it helps to plan. It's better to plan than not to plan at all. Even if you're not a minority, I suggest you use it if you're young help right just a little bit of wisdom and you need somebody that can talk to you in regular plain english right about ways to better your finances nothing wrong with dumb things right i fully agree so hit up joseph not david joseph (laughs) 
Oh, this is everything to me. <laughs> and, you that was gonna happen. <laughs> and the last thing I wanted to mention on this episode of Renew Talk is, um, since it is Women's History Month, I just wanted to give a shout out to my mother, Mrs. Vivian E. McIver, who is the author of the story of Ida Robinson, which is a children's book that she created. Um, it came into its finalization in 2015, and she has been selling the book ever since then. And I just want people who do not know anything about Ida Robinson to go to Amazon, type in the story of Ida Robinson by Vivian E. McIver, that's M-C, capital I, V-E-R, and check it out. Uh, Ida Robinson is a, was a bishop, and she's the founder of Mount Sinai Holy Church of America Incorporated and she did this back in the year of 1924 when women did not have a leadership role in the church, in the community, in the I mean in the United States period. She was an African American woman and she was one of the first African American women to have a church on Board Street which is one of the most major streets in Philadelphia back in the 30s and 40s. So I just wanted to let y'all know that my mother decided to write a children's book because she wants the generations to come to know this type of history and she wants the story to be relatable to them. So if you know any children who like to read or who do not like to read but need to know how to read, pick up that book on Amazon. It's for a low cost, I believe, of about $10. And um, you can catch me if you want to pick it up. Hit me up and I'll make sure you get that book, The Story of Ida B. Robinson. And she is the founder of my son, Holy Church And my America. cousin. Oh, yes. She is your cousin, Kelly. I never, I didn't have the opportunity to meet her, but. I mean, that's a waistband of lifetime <laughs> differences there. But I believe she died in 1946. I was thought of around that. <laughs> and I don't even know if your parents was alive in 1946. Listen, this is a segue <laughs> to what's, what's coming up. So. Because we about to have fun. We definitely about to have fun. But keep us locked here. We have more music coming your way on Renewed Talk. And as you see, we like to laugh. We like to giggle. We don't take life too seriously because life is too short to take it too seriously. And our friends and brother will be joining. Our brother friends. (laughs) Brother fans will be joining us in just a few minutes to talk about friendship, those attracted to us. All right. Keep it locked here at Renewed Talk with Elaine Janelle and... <laughs> I, my name for a I was about to say David. Um, <laughs> it's Kelly and Elaine Janelle. I could not. We'll be right back.
To renew talk. It is Elaine Janelle on the mic, and I am here with some of my greatest friends, as well as my co-host, Miss Kelly Pritchett. <laughs> and two of my awesome friends that are joining us is Mr. Darrell Haynes out of Atlanta, Georgia, and Mr. Brennan Pritchett out of, we'll just say South Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen to introduce themselves who are joining us on this episode. Uh, anyone like to go first? I guess I'll go I'll first. go first. Oh. Okay. We could do alphabetical order. <laughs> Hello, my name is Brent Pritchett. Um, I'm very good friends with Elaine Janelle and brother of Kelly Pritchett. I am a music producer, musician, singer, artist, all the above in that area. I am a substitute teacher, and I love what I do, um, and I'm so happy to be on this radio show. Praise God. I am Darrell Haynes. I am a friend of God and everyone else's. (laughs) (laughs) I am um, a minister, um, professional world. I am a... 
financial management rep at the Georgia Department of Transportation. And anything else that my hands find to do, I tend to do it. So that's pretty much me. Well, praise them. To everyone who's listening on this evening, we're going to do something a little different with our interview. First off, uh, since we're doing interviews with our closest friends, we're going to ask questions. Kelly and I are going to start off this interview. Following thereafter, uh, the friends will begin to ask each other questions. Um, because since our title on this evening is Friends, Those Attracted to You, we want to understand why do people like us? And maybe our friends can help us understand this about ourselves. The first question I've asked is, have any of you all ever thought about why people like you? Yeah. No. Because <laughs> I'm amazing. Why wouldn't you like me? <laughs> I like me, so everybody else should like me. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm not, I'm not that bad. But I do believe about 70% of that statement. <laughs> 70% because you like yourself. Everybody else should like you. Yeah. Okay. And, how do you feel about that? Do you know why people may like you as, you know, as good old friends? Um, I think I'm a really cool person, I, I believe. Um, I think, yeah, I think I'm pretty fun and adventurous. So I think that's probably why. People do tend to flock to me, maybe. And I'm a church kid, so I always got a tongue waiting way back and all that. So those who are church kids with me kind of connect with that. So I think that's why. I agree. Uh, Kelly, do you have the question? Uh, question. Now, Brennan and I are obviously siblings. Mm-hmm. It, to you guys, does it seem taboo or normal that we're best friends as well as siblings? Because I know a lot of people who aren't best friends, they're siblings, like, they're, they get along because they have no choice to get along, but their sibling isn't necessarily their best friend. Is that strange? I don't think it's strange. I think, um, I think I can't say too much about this because I'm an only child. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But I think from seeing other people, I think it's great when siblings can be friends because I know in many cases that is not the case. Right. Darrell, what do you think? Yeah, um, oh, I okay. think that's a great thing. I think because uh, the bond, you know, the bond you guys have and you're around each other and you kind of confine more. For me, I'm not really best friends with any of my siblings. Um. I think we're we're all different. We have four different personalities, and growing up, we uh, we kind of all went around different types of people. Like I was in the church arena, and then the other three were kind of everywhere else. So we didn't really like spend much time together because I think I spent more time at church and then building church friend relationships. So I think that's a great thing. I don't think it's weird. I think it's pretty dope. Um, that way, you know. You know, you guys been around each other for a minute, so the loyalty is definitely there. And the connection. You ain't seen much nothing since. Did you hear the question? Or yes, I need to, do I need to repeat? Yeah, she can repeat it. But he heard the question. But he said, but he wants you to See, this is why we it. almost ain't friends. <laughs> <laughs> I said, is it strange, not strange, but to you, is it taboo that you're sister is your best friend, your younger sister at that, six years apart. 
almost a decade, close to a decade apart, that we friends, because I didn't like you too much. <laughs> yeah, we didn't like each other when we were younger, because I used to pick with you, then after you started biting me, that's when, you know, I chilled out. You know, it's kind of like normal, you know, I always ask other people, you know, how their relationships are, but you know, like, everybody's different, you know, so. I'm I'm used to it now, so yeah, it's what used to like a close friendship with you. So. You guys, what about future people, pets? How your friend? What is your friendship dynamic? How did you guys become friends, or did you always know each other, but you were never really friends? Or right off the bat, was it? Uh, that's my best friend. Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> 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 I was aware of I can't say I knew Darrell all my life because I'm older <laughs> but I was Darrell, I was aware of of his family I just didn't know them until I was about I guess when I came to Mount Olive I knew who Darrell was but around the age of like 15, 14 13 but it wasn't until we came to Mount Olive when Bishop Martin became crazy Mount Olive that's when I was like Oh, I feel like I got to really know Darrell. And so I guess we started becoming close then out of the habit of going to the same church. Um, so I think around that age I was 16. So I don't, I mean, I guess the question would be, how do we become friends or whatever right, yeah. like that? Because I mean, I'm close to him, but I'm not close to everybody else who like, right, like, right. Like, like that. I don't know. What would you think, Darrell? I don't know how close to you. <laughs> I don't know. I think the I feel like the first time I I kind of no, that's not the first time I met you. Remember the little concert we had for Bishop Stevens, and I we invited you to come because Bethel couldn't come, and that was like the first time I really interacted with you. And then once you came to Mount Olive, it was like I don't know. We both were doing youth department stuff, I think, and I don't know. I really don't know how we really totally totally connected. Because you weren't my friend when I was younger. Like, Chuddy and... I forget the other boy's name. Chuddy was, like, my homie <laughs> going, like, as a kid. <laughs> um, you know, throwing ice at people's doors at convocations and conventions and stuff. That's how I met Chuddy. Um, <laughs> but um, I think we became close when... Yeah, like you said, when you came to Mount Olive. I think that's when we became... We started, you know, interacting with each other and kind of working with each other on youth stuff. Possibly. It could also be because we weren't, we were one of the few people that lived in West Philly. It wasn't a lot of people that lived in West Philly from our church. This is true. Do I, I don't remember me coming to Manala when they had the concert for Bishop Stevens. That's funny. Mm. You remember? It was like a few, it was like a month or so after she passed, and then me and, and my Teresa Jackson and myself planned it, and I think we invited Bethel to come sing, but Bethel couldn't make it, so you came on their behalf. Oh, that sounds like me. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were like inviting, I think we were inviting like churches from Pennsylvania Jersey District. Uh, like okay. their choirs and stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. So I guess because we have similar interests, we became friends. I guess that was the attraction. But we both were working with youth ministry or whatever. 
it's something how you guys can like how you can know people but until you interact with them it's mm-hmm. like you guys have been knowing each other for like years it's like really interesting like the voice yeah like voice. shout out to Royce Griffin I'm gonna text you and tell you to listen to this but it's the guy <coughs> we grew up in Kojic with and he's he's much older well not too much older he's too a little older than Greta much older than me but um I've grown up knowing who he was, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until I got into my early 20s that we became good friends. Gotcha. Like, all through, like, Church of God in Christ, first jurisdiction, when it was one jurisdiction in New Jersey, whole saga about that. <laughs> but, like, all of that, it wasn't until we got older that we became, like, good friends and, like, going to convocation together. I think that's really interesting. You can know who someone is all mm-hmm. your life, and then it's not until like in your late teens, early twenties, or maybe early thirties that you guys like yeah. become close. I guess I guess situations. Yeah. Because if Bitch Martin never came to my house, then I probably would never became close with Bill like that. Right. I mean, not saying it couldn't have happened. I'm just saying that that was the situation right. that caused that to happen. And then when you get together, it's been like, you have friends forever. Yeah. But you have, like, those same, com- you guys have common stories. Like, even though you didn't, like, I'm pretty sure you and Darrell can tell a story about something that happened, but you guys weren't together when it happened, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, an incident that occurred that both of y'all remember, but you were not friends when it happened, you just... You just, you just happened to both be there. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. We joke about that. I mean, well, that's what I think church kids have in common. Like, at conventions and stuff like that. We can remember the same type of convention, but we have different perspectives of kind of what we remember at there. But, yeah. That's interesting. I guess my question is, when did y'all become friends as siblings? I don't even know. It was, we didn't become close until I was maybe, until when he started driving. And that sounds such like, because I used to <laughs> like the rides everywhere. And then, you know, I became like my early teens, like 13, 14. That's when I became close. Yeah, I think so too. So I think when we, we became, <laughs> when we became close when she was like 12, and I was dating this one girl. Oh, and uh, <laughs> my mom told her to go with us. We was going to Deliverance back in Philly again. And Israel Houghton was there. That's back then. She listens to this. That's when uh, Israel Halton came first, like, really, like, broke out big. And so, on our way back, wait, on our way there, she, Kelly said, I'm sitting in the front. She wouldn't get in the back. I don't care. That sounds just like Kelly. <laughs> so, she sat in the front, and then I said, Kelly, you got to get in the back. Alright, man. So she got in her back and she stuck, she sat in the middle of the back seat with her head in between my face and her face. And then when we got back to her house, she said, Well, ain't y'all fools gonna kiss or what? Like, I think after that we got like close because she thinks crazy and I'm like retarded as well. So, you know. That's interesting that they didn't bother you to the point that you were like, ah, she gets on nervous. Yeah, and I was just like, I can't believe she did that. <laughs> but she was cool for that. So, yeah, I think that's... Yeah. Shout out to that young lady. Yeah. Because <laughs> she could have 
Well, well, I guess that's why your mother sent you with her. I never even thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. But, but that's when we start. That's when we really got cool. When you started driving, and then <clears throat> I was always the tag along. So, like wherever he went, you would see me. Mm-hmm. But then it would be like either if it got to the point, if they saw me by myself, where's your brother? And if they saw him by himself, where's your sister? sister? Yeah. So we kind of became, and then people, the older I got. People really thought we were twins, and they didn't believe we were six years apart. And because I always hung out with people who were much older than mm-hmm. me, so I was like, "Nah, I'm only 16." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget y'all that far apart too. I know he's older, but I forget just that many years. Well, I'm the mature one. I'm the mature. I guess I well, I have a question. When you think about your this for everybody, when you think about your other friends compared to the person you see you have, the the people that you have become closer to, like what differentiates that? Is there anything that differentiates? Like, is it because you've been friends with them longer, or is more comfortable? Or you think they're sound advice or sound judgment? Like, won't differentiate. Like, I'm just being honest. I, God has blessed me to know a lot of people, and I've had a lot of friends, but I'm not close to everybody like the way I may have used to be been or had been at one point in time or another. But I think it's like maybe because I'm getting older or whatever, I have drew closer to certain people. I don't know. So I kind of want to hear your perspective on that. That's why I said the questions for everybody. Please look. <laughs> I think for uh, I think for me consistency and transparency is what built my trust in a closer relationship versus all relationships I think a lot of relationships or friendships present you know the personalities the different characteristics all that da, da, da. but with the close people I think it's been their it's the consistency and transparency that's built my trust in them and, I, and loyalty but just the transparency, like, because a lot of people are only, sometimes only really transparent with those who are in their inner circle. Um, and for people like, you know, like Janelle, um, well, Elaine, sorry. Um, <laughs> her transparency um, with me and then my transparency with her is what built that foundation for the, the friendship. I mean, yes, later on down the line, you know, we were more transparent, but. I think her being consistent and then just her personality for me is what, you know, separated her from the others. Like, she was consistent. Or she is consistent, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm not oh, a handsman. To clean that up. <laughs> but I think that is true. Because we opened up more and more about our personal life. He brought up a good point, you know, about transparency and consistency. I mean, those are two key points with friendship, you know, especially as life goes on. You know, you're somebody that you can keep 100 with, so definitely agree with that. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say that. I, t- I told the this before. 
I tend to be closer with people who open up to me as much as I open up to them. I don't tend to be like, if somebody opens up to me a lot, but I don't feel comfortable, I'm not going to open up to them. And vice versa, if I open up to somebody a lot and then they don't open up to me, I can feel that out. I can feel that happening. Like, it, and it's happened before. So I can tell when somebody's not, they don't, if they don't feel comfortable opening up to me, not you're nine times a ten, you are not going to be close friends. And I'm fine with that. Because I don't, I don't need a lot of people. It's true. You don't need a lot of people. Yeah. Yes, with his hand raised. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I agree and everything, but just the snowball on that, I think that certain friends, like my friends from when I was young, from when I was younger, were still friends. But, um, everybody's lives went to different directions. Mm-hmm. So really, they don't know how to address my current issues, I guess, if I come to them with a problem, okay. because they haven't been nece- not necessarily involved. We've always remained friendly and friends, but because they went this way and my path went another way, they can't really. They might be able to, but they, it's not that comfortability still mm. isn't there anymore. It's just like somebody was asking me. Um, I was having an issue, and they were asking me why. You know, I'm trying to help you, but I can't. I said, because you know Kelly when she was 12. You don't know Kelly when she's 21. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm the same, a lot of things that have taken place, you missed out on. So you really can't address it properly. Right. As opposed to somebody who's been there since I was maybe 15 and going into 21. So I think friendships, not to say friendships end. It doesn't have to be a nasty ending to a friendship. Your life can just take different paths, and they really, they didn't, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but y'all, y'all, y'all I mean, that, I get it, because that happened to me. I'm not friends with a lot of people, like, you know how some people keep friendships from elementary, middle, high school, and all that stuff? I kept a lot of friendships from, like, high school and college, but I don't have a lot of friends from, like, middle school, elementary school. I have one friend in California, I text the other day, we talk every three or four months, and, um... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, and then a lot of them, I'm just Facebook friends. I really can't consider them like real friends. Right. And I know it's kind of bad because my memory is kind of like gone. Like they, um, I just read something on Facebook the other day where one of my teacher's son passed away. One of my old teacher's son passed away. They said he was killed in the line of duty. I could not figure out who, who this teacher was. I was sitting in front of the computer like, I don't even know who this person is. And when I told my mom, she knew exactly who the teacher was. I recognized the person who said it and, you know, some of the people who were responding. But I, it, it showed how, like, I don't know if it's because so many things have happened in my life since then. I I literally will not know who or what somebody somebody is. I remember faces, but I'll be like, I don't know who that is. I do that to people I do know. <laughs> I really don't know who you are. <laughs> but since you, like, brought up Facebook friends, isn't it funny how, because you may be friends or associated on social media, when they see you in person and they approach you, and you be like, whoa. <laughs> no, like, people really, and you'd be surprised how people get that confused. Like, just because, like, my my life, and this is about to sound really bad, but I don't know how to word it, but what you see on social media really isn't my life. Like, like, 
I don't post every aspect of my life on social media. Right. So that's not my life. Therefore, you really you're just like an association via social, social media. Social media. I agree. Because you can only show I should not say you can because people show more. But you should I only show pieces of my life. I don't show all of my life. I I think uh, I may uh, expel on pieces of my opinion. And honestly, since starting the podcast and even before the podcast, I stopped saying a lot of stuff on social media. If if anybody notices what I post, it's usually a video or pray for somebody or I don't know. It's just not... It's not a... It's, people, people show that whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I used to post my opinions on social media, and I stopped. I think I'm in the same boat that you're in because I used to post a lot of stuff on social media, but now lately, since I've been just like working, you know, like now I'm gonna put a lot of things on my people just, you know, they just go haywire on that. You know, it wasn't designed for that, so yeah. But I really have to think. I really have to think to post something. Right. And I, that's, I know that's not everybody. That's not normal for everybody. But in my personality, that's just kind of what has happened because I'm usually doing something else. So I really have to think. Like I have to think. Post this information about when you talk if you want people to listen to your stuff. It's not like I just wake up and be like, "Yo, I gotta post this. Y'all gotta post it." I have to make sure I do it because it doesn't come naturally. I'll naturally check my stuff, but I won't naturally post like my life. So I don't know. I don't even know how we got there. Oh, because oh, oh, I was talking about Facebook friends. Yeah, Facebook friends. Yeah, they're really associates. I hate they're, they're, they're just associates. Yeah. They're not. They're not even like associates. They're just like people that's on Facebook. I mean, well, some people are associates because, like, a lot of, like, the people I've gotten to know, got, they've gotten to know through the internet. Like, some of us are really cool. That's We're not just the same. Not can't like potentially become, become friends. friends. Like, I know a lot of people from, like, convocation. That just, this is literally how people know me. They know Brennan. They found me on Instagram for being on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they just started commenting on my pictures. And there's one guy on Instagram who, who's been following me. But I really didn't meet him face-to-face until convocation. Until I posted a picture, literally, in one, like, hall. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm in the other hall. Let's meet up. And literally, we did it like that. Oh, right. And it wasn't, like, a catfish type of deal. But he's like, oh my God, I see your videos on Instagram and stuff like that. You know, we're cool. Like, he's from Florida. So that's always, like, a familiar face I can see when I go to convention to convention. However, that's not the case with everybody on social media. Right. Oh, can you please explain what Catfish is? Because I believe there's some people who may listen and may not know. Okay. So Catfish started off, um, yes, I am a film junkie and documentary person. Yeah, it started off as this guy. He was in a relationship on a dating site, and the woman that she was portraying to that he was talking to really wasn't the woman that he thought he was talking to. It was actually somebody completely different. So that was his documentary, the TV series. He basically helps people find the ones they're talking to online. It's actually a really good show. It's funny. Some of the people are who they say they are, and the majority of the people are not who they say they are. And um, it's it's a funny... Sh- it's not funny, 
But it no, all right, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say. I mean, it's emotional for the people going through it. Right, but, but it's funny for the people that watch it. It's funny. I haven't watched catfish in a long time. I hate catfish. I don't like catfishing, though. I hate when people do it. I feel like it's, because uh, somebody's catfished me before, and I feel like a <laughs> lot of people do it that see you places, like they might see you at church and stuff, but instead of them trying to get to know you, you know what I'm saying, like introduce yourself, like, hey, I'm such and such. Instead of doing that, they create these false uh, profiles, and then they get someone deaf in conversation or try to figure you out instead of actually, it's like a... a it's like a, a indirect way of trying to get to know somebody versus just being direct and getting to know someone. It's so weird. I, I don't like catfishing. And that's why I was about to clear up. Clear up, I said something earlier because I didn't want to feel like I was saying everything about Janelle. But for me, when Kelly was talking about, you know, some friends she had a childhood, you know, you went different ways, different paths. I feel like that was the same thing with some some church friends that I had as well. Like, I feel like there was a difference in, a difference in the dynamic of our relationship or friendship. Like, the, the dynamics changed for me. Like, what this person gave me at this point, that was good, and I receive it, I enjoy it, but then the people I'm close to, obviously the dynamic of our friendship is on a whole other level. So, like, there's something in them that I really need or there's something in them that I'm, like, feeding off of, like, yo, like, we're connecting. So I feel like with me... I'm not really as close to a lot of church or childhood friends that I had, but I just feel like the dynamics of our relationships have changed. So whereas I can still hit them up and we'll laugh and we'll giggle, but that's just the dynamic of our friendship. That's all it is because they never shown themselves above that. They've only been that funny person or that comical person that was around versus a different person or a closer person to me, the dynamic of our relationship is a little higher because they actually took time to invest and be transparent with me. I don't know. Agreed. That's all I was going to say. Good For me, the dynamic. Huh? The really- huh? I didn't mean to say how many did. No, I was going to say, I said I think a good word you used was invest. Because people don't, I mean, not trying to make like let me just say it straight out friendship is an investment i don't care what nobody says oh it's, a, it's an investment <laughs> yes it is no matter how far you are it's like go ahead. i'm sorry i mean testify because you know well <laughs> kelly already knows i've wanted that other episode about the distance aspect of friendships i tend to be closer with people who are not close to me in distance it's easy for me to maintain one of these relationships. I, I know that's not the same for everybody. Right. But um, I do think friendship is an investment. And if you want your friendship to grow or to overcome obstacles or blah, 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 then you have to invest time in it. I think, I think that's the same aspect with relationships. And it's funny how people expect like this big outcome. But you're invested nothing into it. Like so, a bank. It really is. You can't take nothing out. You you put it. It's just like me and my best friend. We do defense and stuff like that. But as soon as like I had death in the family, she called me right away. Well, she was. I was the first one. I called her right away mm-hmm. because I didn't know who else to call. We was beefing like we was on the verge. I ain't your friend no more. One of those type of mm-hmm. things. But um, that's how you know you've invested in the friendship because no matter 
it was enough, and it was over something, so it wasn't dumb. But it, it was like a solvable argument. You yeah. were just being extremely petty, and didn't feel like it. But as soon as like I guess something devastating happened, mm-hmm. that was the first person I called. So that saying that, um, you 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 know it. You know when you've invested in a friendship, little things like that. Have any of you ever invested in something and then you got an outcome you were disappointed? Absolutely. What were your reactions? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I used to just not used to just lose a one point. Okay, so now I can just be, I can, uh, I'll just be like, okay, all right, it's going to be what it is. But before, I used to, like, really mess with it. But now, it's just like, okay. So you're able to accept the situation. Right. Accept it and be like, accept it for what it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've learned how to read signs, all the signs. That's good, though. I think that does come in maturity, too. And, you know, these same times, people try to throw you on the bus like nothing. So, so they try to get what they can out of you, and then leave you out of your mm-hmm. Users, like users. That's what they mm-hmm. are. They're not your friend. They're users. Blood sucking leeches. My skin just crawled. That's what they are. They just like it's some people today. I was supposed to be, you know. Close to almost like family, but they looked at me and my sister a couple weeks ago, right dead in our faces, oh, and just here. walked straight past us, like, and didn't even speak to us. You think it phased me? No, it phased see, me. God, see, pause, let's pause parenthetically. <laughs> God really saved me because I was about to start speaking in some real ungodly tones. <laughs> I could have, I should have, but I didn't. <laughs> but you didn't. Go ahead. Right, so. You know. It's like some people just really aren't worth the energy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they not worth the friendship, they work they not worth the conversation, they not worth nothing. They ain't just worth nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just keep them leave them on the side of the street, man. Just jump. You know. Don't even But no, but I <laughs> I agree that some things are just not worth the energy. It's really not. Because then that almost makes it seem like you care. Mm-hmm. You and know I'm, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I don't. I'm wasting all my good breath cussing you out. It don't feel good. It's still I might waste. feel good after uh, I don't waste it with some energy. Right. I could be eating a hoagie or something. Now, <laughs> oh, you know what I wanted to... It's funny when y'all mention it, because it made me think about... Darrell and I had a conversation about friendship breakups versus, like, regular relationship breakups. And how friendship breakups. I had a friendship breakup recently that I believe in due time God will mend. But that was more heavier than any of my relationship breakups. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I cried more over that than I cried over some of the other stuff. And I, I it just, I guess, because I felt like I invested so much in that friendship. We both had invested in it. Because there was a bond there. Right? Yes. It's like something when you have like a relationship and a friendship, of course, are two different. Right. Like, you, 
you can have a relationship where that person is your best friend, but when it's separate, it's like when you get in an argument with your significant other, you usually go to your best friend with it. And that's like your confidant outside of everything else. Mm -hmm. So when that ends, you're kind of like, well, who else am I going to go to? Because I can't. You get what I'm saying? And it's just just a sad situation. (coughs) I think it's good to ask students. I think for relationships, it's a shaky, shaky, it's a side move. Sidebar. Shaky territory when you're best friends with somebody that you're not with. That's definitely for married people. Because you can be closer to somebody else, and if you're not as close as your spouse, then all your energy starts going to that person. Then to your spouse. I've seen that happen. Who you married to? Yeah, that's the big question. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good question. But I mean, people do that. Because their emotions are attached to somebody else or somewhere else. But they're married to someone else. Another question is, where do you draw that line between your boyfriend or girlfriend or significant other or whatever you like to call it and your friend? Like me, I, Brennan, let's put Brennan out the equation because like I'm a sister so by default friend or not, best friend or not, yeah. best friend, I... You're going to, I'm just going to have a relationship with his right. girlfriend. But my best friend, my other best friend, I really don't have a relationship with her significant other for the sake of their relationship and our friendship. Okay. Because, you know, I believe that there's a boundary mm-hmm. between that. Like, I'm not going to ask him for a ride. You right. know what I'm saying? I'll ask her for a ride. Right. I'm not going to say, hey, such and such, can you give me a ride? Even if I have no intentions, that's still like... Mm-hmm. So it's like, where's that... Like, do you guys have... Like, where do you guys draw your line with that? I was going to say a boundary for me would be if I, uh, I, if I express more emotions to the person I'm close friends with versus the person that's the significant other. And that's about that's something that I should draw the line at. Like, I think, mm, I think it's when you're upset with that person. Well, it's not even about being upset. I think if you express more emotional stuff with the close friend and not being straight up with the person you're with, I think that's a, a line you should draw. Like, let me make sure I'm least being upfront with them, and then let me, you know, talk about the situation with my close friend. But. I, you go to close, I agree. Close with everything. Agreed. I agree. Especially if you've been in a relationship for a while with that person. If, if it's a first relationship, that's a little bit different. What's you're the, still, you're like, what's the point of being in a relationship if you show more emotions to right. your best friend? It's like you're giving the close friend an emotional advantage over, right. <laughs> over mm-hmm. the significant other. But I mean, I'll be honest, y'all, and this may be you know, my problem, but I don't care. Lord's working on me. If I'm just in the beginning stages of talking to you, you're not gonna know all my emotional aspects of me. Heck, no, I may have to say. Yeah. You know, the Bible says, guard your heart. That's what the guard your guard. That's one thing I had to learn how to do. 
Like it was, it was like I used to just put everything out on the table. I'm not figuring you out before you figure me out. So, but I think like that is good because of the fact that people will stop all over. Or if you're like, if you're not able to discern quickly what a person's intentions are, then you can get you can get stomped all over. You can got. You can go. Your investment will definitely uh. Flush down the top. Yeah. You have a bad investment. So I do believe strongly in, um, like, I slowly open up myself to the person. So, yes, my friends will have upper hand on me. Those who are close to me, they'll definitely want to know more about me, even emotionally, until I'm, like, well into a relationship with a person that I've allowed myself to express more of myself with that person. So, yeah, my friends have one up on me. And I have, I'm really big on, I'll tell somebody in a minute, I have great friends, like, I'm not a defender. I used to be a defender. I've been hurt too many times being a defender, so I've been mm-hmm. defending people. But I will tell somebody, like, I have great friends. I have friends who really look out for me. And so, I would not just throw my friends up under the bus. Even if we were having a fight, I don't throw my friends up under the bus like that. Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to other people. Oh, like, not to other people. No, but me and you having a fight, was no, that's again. different. If me and you having a fight, I'm like kick you while you're down. It's four of us here. If two, <laughs> if two out of four of us is having a fight, the other two going no, because we all friends. <laughs> but I'm talking about outside of that. Right. I'm gonna throw you under the bus to other people. No, 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 I ain't gonna do that. Or I don't say anything to somebody else that I haven't said to your face. And even those things I don't say. But this is brings me to oh, I forgot my question. Oh, okay. Speaking of. Um, since we're on the topic of relationships and friendships, um, what do you do when a friend becomes <coughs> jealous of the relationship? For instance, you're in a relationship mm-hmm. with someone and you've been spending more time with that person than you have your best friend. And it almost makes it seem like your best friend you kind of kicked your best friend to the curb. Mm-hmm. But you really, you didn't do it intentionally. You just, you know, madly in love, heart eyes, you know, that philosophy. Like, how do you handle that? Like, or if, like, you're on the other side of the fence, you feel like, dad, she got a man, or he got a girl, and you mm-hmm. kicked me to the curb. How do y'all deal with that? Well, I want, I want to make this disclaimer in relation to what your question is. Me and my friend, uh, Roosevelt. Shout out to Roosevelt Smith, my friend from New York. Um, we had this conversation about when people get in relationships and they forget about their friends. Mm-hmm. And we both decided that it's it's like it's like you forget that outside of your relationship you have other relationships. Right. Outside of your main relationship, your love relationship, whatever, you forget you have other relationships. So you actually cause a defect in your life. Because you become unbalanced. Now, granted, I mean, if you get married to the person, that becomes the person as your spouse, mm-hmm. and then y'all grow a family together, yes, they should be the, your main focus. But as well, you're going to need a moment where you can... I think any person who's married 
going to need a moment outside of their marriage. They're going to need a moment to get away. If you, if you go on vacation, that's not a family vacation. You decide to go on vacation with your friends or your female friends or if you're a guy with your male friends and you don't have no friends. <laughs> right. I think that's kind of sad. I'm, I'm just being honest. I think it's a sign of being unbalanced when you're too wrapped up in your relationship to recognize the time you need to spend with your friends, especially if they're people that you really say you care about. Right. I think that's a sign of being unbalanced. Okay. So, yeah. And vice versa. If you're in a relationship, you ain't up spending time with them. Right. It's another sign of being unbalanced. Which I've learned to become because I was told many times before that I'm unbalanced. And I just think it's because I was in church all the time. I was married to Jesus. He married me to the backslide. Hiya! I mean, I was in the backslide. <laughs> I mean, that's what kind of... The church... The Bible talks about that when you're unmarried. You're supposed to be basically giving more of your time to ministry. And that is what has happened to me. So when it comes to relationships, I literally have to consciously say, Okay, Janelle, don't spend so much time in church today. You have a relationship with somebody other than just the people at your church or the people, your church friends or, you know, things like that. So it's recognizing that. And so I think I've gotten better, praise the Lord. And if I haven't, well, oh well. God will do it. He'll do it for me. What's the question, brother? I was talking to my coworker about it today, actually. Um, we were talking about uh friendships as far as like do you ever avoid introducing friends with the thought that the two may become better friends than you and the original friend mm. oh that's a good question yeah. <laughs> i think that she was saying that she um she does runway and her sister so uh does makeup so she was like i brought my sister to a show that i did and when i introduced my sister to the person that was doing the show she was like, somehow a week or two later, they're texting, they're talking, they're meeting for lunch. My sister is doing makeup in a show that she's doing. My sister went on a trip to Miami with her during the summer. She was like, I'm confused of why, if I was friends with the owner, I mean, the you know, person first, why when I introduced my sister to her, she took, you know, she latched onto my sister more than, my, than me. So we were talking about that today. Like, do you avoid... Like, how, how do you determine, well, I feel like it's manipulating the relationship or the situation, but how do you avoid, or do you avoid mm. connecting two people with the thought of they'll be become better friends than you? I don't know. I honestly, I've never really thought about that. I've been, I've been, I, it, well, I wasn't in the situation, but I've seen it unfold. Um, a group of friends, we all went to high school together, and we all ended up going, like, the same community college <laughs> so we kind of just stuck together yeah, right um but i really wasn't in their circle of friends like that you know i was just friends with select in the close friends with select individuals and i just happened to we always used to just go out together mm-hmm. so it was like that um and one of my really good friends and her good friends she introduced her to i don't want to say i hate saying the group of girls but she really like brought her in mm-hmm. and the friend that she brought in became close with the other friend and they started excluding my good friend. Oh. And my friend was just like, you know, I'm glad they're friends and everything. And she made me friends. Like that was my intention. 
But my intentions were for me not to get excluded, and they started going going out together and going to lunch and things like that. And I really felt for my friend because she was like, I that was never I never wanted her not to be included. Right. But the plan wasn't for me to be excluded. Right. And, you know, they really aren't they're cordial but they aren't right, right. friends now. And she was like, I if I knew this was gonna happen, I never would have introduced her. And I was telling her, I said, you know, that you don't blame yourself for that because you know you made the introduction with no intent on right any of this happening um you know i said it's unfortunate that that happened but i said that's again a sign of unbalance you know you don't it's almost like one of those you don't bite the hand that feeds you Mm -hmm. because then once those people left to go to college the rest of us were home and it was like well you excluded everybody else so right don't hit me in. Right. She was hitting my friend up and things like that. My friend was now like, you want me, now, you want, now you want me back. Not to right. be like that, but... Right, yeah. like, I don't... That that's she, And she was like, to me, that's... She says, that's funky. Kelly, that's funky. Da, da, da. And I said, well, now you see... Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that was not the girl's intentions to do that. But she realized, oh, I... And then when my friend tried to address it... It was, oh, you bitter because da, 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 da. So it's like, it's one of those, you just got to trust the instinct and hope that that doesn't happen. Yeah. But if it does, then that's just. It's happened. It's funny because I never thought about that. Before, but, I, but it's happened to me. Right. Like, how do you. I just be, I just chill because I've realized that some people's personalities click. Um. I keep my side to myself. I realize. <laughs> <laughs> oh, father. Some people's personalities click better than mine's they click them. Or maybe they have more in common than I have with them. Right. So, because I, I think I'm a networker by nature. I think I network. I think I was networking before I knew what networking was. Right. And I was doing that, like, in high school, middle school, and everything like that. And that, like, I was always that middle friend. So everybody else is beefing, and I'm always like, oh, can we just go get along? And so, um, I, I, I've had, it's happened to me, but I usually just be like, oh, whatever. But I've never had, I've never had people, like, totally exclude me. But I've seen people I've brought together become closer, maybe, than I was with them. But I've seen never people, they never excluded me. They, I just realized that they had a, a greater bond than I I don't know. I don't, but I feel like it's almost petty, though, if you don't introduce people because you're scared. Right. Right. I agree. I mean, because then you're you're now trying to, you're like I said, kind of say, like, not totally manipulate, but you're trying to control, like, how much they actually interact. But I also feel like if it's, okay, say, for instance, you, Janelle, like, Brendan and, and Kelly, I've met a lot of people through Janelle, you know what I'm saying, just being connected to her. I became friends with people that she was friends with, or she probably still is friends with. And so, and vice versa, it's people that I've introduced to other people that they're friends with. But I think when you're a balanced person, I have maybe about three friends who are friends through someone else, and they'll always say, okay, well, we should get up, and we're going to call such and such, too. Like, they'll make sure that we don't do anything unless we're calling the actual mutual friend or 
um, if we're going to go bowling, okay, cool. Let's see what such and such is doing. And if they're not available, then they just won't go. It's really, it's, I get it because they're trying to remain loyal to the friend that connected us. But, you know, then you do have some people that you meet, you introduce them to somebody and they just like, <laughs> they, they on vacation together. You're like, oh, okay. Or basically like with the friendship, they're talking to the new person more or they're being more transparent with the new person than they ever been with you. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, mm. it's like, okay. But yeah, I mean, there's, you you know, have some that, that have balance and you have some that they fall in love with the personality and the bond with the other person. And so they kind of neglect the, the, you know, the, the first relationship or the one that kind of connected them with the other mm-hmm. person. That's kind of like me and Brendan with Lauren. Like, I always knew who Lauren was, mm-hmm. like, because Mount Sinai and everything like that. Yeah. But it wasn't until Brennan started hanging out with Lauren that I got close to Lauren. Gotcha. And, like, now me and Lauren will go out without Brennan. Brennan, does that bother you? Because <laughs> sometimes... <laughs> I want to make sure since we're okay. talking about it. Kelly's face, though, what? she turned into a five-year-old. Brendan, does that bother you? No, that's not you like was that. very sincere about it, though. You really were. Cause no, like I know, like me and Lauren together will like work Brendan's last nerve. <laughs> like me and Lauren together will get under Brendan's skin. But Just... it's like at like like it got to one point when Lauren was living in Burlington. Like, I would just go out there by myself. Like, I didn't need Lauren. But at the, like, beginning stages, I wasn't going to Lauren's house by myself because you and Brennan are cool. Yeah. But then when I was going to Willie P, Lauren went to house with a pit stop before I got there. And like, <laughs> but, like, you know, like, I don't think... It was one of those things I'm glad Brennan did mm. introduce me to Lauren because now I have, like, a confidant without Brennan having to be there. All right. But if Brennan's there, it's fine. If Brennan's not, it's cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it can work that way too. So, shout out to Lauren Long, who's all of our friends. Oh, we're getting literally all four of our <laughs> <friends>. <laughs> literally all of our friends. That's um. Well, I guess because it doesn't bother him. I guess my thing is is also a sign of maturity because uh, some people it would bother, and some people it won't. I think it's also based upon intention, so. Right. Because um, that's why I had to keep my side comments to myself. Because I know friends that have met each other and they became friends better without me. But it was also because they was hooking up. Oh. So that's why. (laughs) 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 So that's why I said. I'm gonna keep my side comments to myself. <laughs> because once I find that's going on, I'm definitely minding my business because right. I don't got nothing to do with it. Right. Hey y'all, and, and then like, fall apart. That's all y'all. Right, they don't have nothing to do with me yet. So, um, <laughs> don't come to me. Shit. Yeah. So that I mean, that's just how I am about that. But I think it's based upon intentions because maybe the people become. This is I'm be honest. Maybe the people can become friends without that person because maybe they don't really trust that person. That person was just the network. It was just the gateway. Or you can, like, you mutually hate someone and become <laughs> friends. Seriously, like, I don't want to say that's how me and someone became friends, mm. but that's how we became friends. Like, we just did not like somebody, 
and you don't like them, well, I don't like them either. And then we found out that was our common ground. And then because of that was because that was our common ground, we just found other similarities. Like, wow, we really are. We hate the same people. And- <laughs> oh Lord. How old how old are you when it when it hit? Oh, that was high school. Yeah. But we still friends or yeah. whatever. But but I mean, like high, it, it, that to me that's kinda normal high school too. You done spilled tea on the carpet. Friend. <laughs> tea up. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question, Yorel. That was. But I think that if you're insecure, you shouldn't be that insecure that you're fearful of introducing people. That's an insecurity. That's just crazy. Oh, yeah? If you ask me. Are you just saying that just to say it? Yeah. <laughs> See how you know your friends? Right. And they just say stuff. Just... I do appreciate that friendship as well. I, I like that somebody knows me well. Right. That they can read into it. Like, read into me a little bit and be like, I like, you know, I like thinking of how somebody else thinks at the same time. <coughs> and be like, oh, wow. I like those. Like, those are 15 moments. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like those moments. Because I think it's what makes friendship great. <laughs> if you don't have those moments, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't value it. Well, I know Brennan like the back of my hand, but I'm like the polar opposite of what I should be doing. So if he's irritated and frustrated, I'll pick on him more. Oh, no, <laughs> like if he's stressed out, like no, I really just breathe. use that to my advantage. Like, and just... One time my cousin said, I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know why I do that, but... But with my other friends, like I don't, I know when to let it when not to, when do, not it. to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, but Brennan's a different individual. Because what's he gonna do? Hit me? Oh, No, I understand that. I think we covered a lot of topics tonight. Y'all have any other questions you want to share? Not any other thoughts? No. Any other concerns about friendship? Do we know why people like us? I still think we don't know. How many of us have it? <laughs> <laughs> they were looking at me, I'm like, come on. This man, these voices. <laughs> <laughs> Who's praying? I prayed last time. I'll pray. Lord, thank you for friendship. No, see, you don't got no hope. No, I need you at least tap in a little bit. You got too, you got too much of an urgency. <laughs> yes. I just need you to tap it just a little bit. He said I got too much of an urgency. He didn't even say, at least every person that's playing says, bow your heads, close your eyes. Well, first I'll say thank you to our guest on this evening. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for being thank a part. Thank you for having me. For being our friends. and being pleasure. consistent. Yeah. And that's, oh, you know what's funny you mentioned earlier? I've gotten closer to you because of Brennan. Brennan's a middleman. And I think I got closer to Brennan because of Laura, too. Thanks. Shout out to Laura. You, El Boogie. You'll be on the episode soon. Don't get mad. Yeah, sure, <laughs> be glad. Sure, sure. Yeah, Darrell, you you now have the or um up okay. the playoffs. I mean out. Alright. I think I'm ready. Okay. God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for renewed talk. We thank you for refreshing conversation, refreshing dialogue, um, understanding of friendships. We thank you for the healthy friendships that we do have and the the healthy friendships that we are building at this point in time. Um, and even touch the ones that may have lingered or have fallen away, um, that the ones that you're going to mend even in the future. Um, we thank you for those that you've connected us to who are a part of our destiny. We thank you for the investments that they have made. 
And thank you for calling us your friend. Um, in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.